Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your micropolitan matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Each week, we'll cover everything from dating advice, dating love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized micropolitan region. We're back. It's the Micropolitan Matchmakers. We're back. We took a little hiatus. Gabby and I have been going through it a little bit, and we won't get into that now. We will get into it in future episodes, but man, mm-hmm. not together, but separately. We have both had some- <laughs> Yes. I know. the world. I think the world in general has been going through some stuff over the last couple of weeks, too, so... Isn't that the truth? I feel like, and actually this leads me into a heart take that I will share, but, um, and people might think I am wild for this, but that's fine. Um, but I will say before I say the heart take, there's just like a cosmic energy shift, which is really interesting to me right now. Hi, Mochi. Um, this like, I feel like the universe is at once like opening up Things are starting to feel normal. Schedules are busy again. People are out and doing things. And that has been a wonderful shift to like reconnect with folks I haven't seen in a while. But there's this other underlying like energy that I feel right now. And maybe it's due to some personal churn in my own life. But I feel like I've heard it from many, many people that like things are shifting and changing and there's like rumblings and and some of it's hard and resulting in like bad and tough situations. I'm a firm believer that like when these things happen, there's always a positive outcome and a positive other side, even for some really horrible things going on, like in in the greater world right now. But um, yeah, it just, the world feels kind of weird, which leads me as Mochi, I think is still barking into my heart. (laughs) Um, and this is actually not what I plan to talk about, but as we had that discussion, I actually have a couple of times and I just made an appointment to get, um, an astro psychological reading. So this was a person, her name is Caitlin. And I know that there's lots of people out there, um, in the world that do this and it's, but it's maybe hard to find people who are trustworthy. So anyone out in the world listening, if this sounds interesting to you, please let me know. And I will share Caitlin's information with you. But um, I found out about this woman from a friend of a friend, and I had a really in-depth first reading with her about a year ago to go through my astrological chart and not just your basic like, oh, you're born in March, you're a Pisces. This is your like habit or your tendencies. It was like your sun sign and your rising sign and your moon sign and how all of these things in alignment in the universe, less, um, she doesn't do predictive astrology. She's not telling me when I'm going to meet my husband or what his birth chart sign will be or any of that. But she talks about how the influences of all of these things in the universe shift and how in certain points of time throughout your life, when things are in alignment and space, like how that impacts you and how you might be feeling and how to work through things. And I will say it was one of the most like cathartic, interesting experiences of my life. And so as I've been feeling this weird shift in me and my own life lately, I reached out to her this week. So I have an with her to get a follow-up reading in a week from now. And I, I honestly can't wait. I was like, what information do you need from me? Like, let me tell you all the things that are going on so you can give me. And she's like, remember, I don't do like predictive anything. 
but I will say like the, it, it was just, um, it, it was like advice. It was comforting. There were like, oh, that's why this is happening. And some people really believe in these things and, and others don't, but, um, she was really careful to like get into any of that too crazy territory, but, um, I don't know. I just really liked it. And so it was like this astropsychology in the sense that she looks at your birth chart, but how it relates to how you handle and work through emotions and situations. And she's awesome. So getting, getting a reading, mm -hmm. finding someone reputable for sure. Um, she came highly regarded. So mm -hmm. that is why I made that investment, but it wasn't even a super ton of money and I got a lot out of it. So more to come. I will follow. Awesome. that looks like next week yeah i actually was introduced to that via the show indian matchmaking on netflix yes yep and i had never heard anything about that and i found it super fascinating so i'm curious becky to learn more about your reading and maybe get one of my own so that's exciting i'll have to pass that along maybe yeah. i will bring it up but maybe i can see if uh she wants to come on the podcast yes that would be really even fun. better Yes. Love it. So, um, Gabby, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, I'm nervous, <laughs> but I'm, I'm ready. Becky, before the podcast episode started, she was like, are you emotionally ready for this? I was like, well, <laughs> we'll find out. I hope so. Let's not do that, it. Not that I don't believe in you. It's just that you've had a very trying like week and a half life. There's been a lot of yeah. emotional stuff and um, if you couldn't, if you didn't pick up from the title of the episode, um, Gabby's getting tonight. A few weeks ago, I got real. Gabby interviewed me. Um, I think we've both come to learn that there's no way to encapsulate an entire history into one 30-ish minute episode. So I'm sure this will be the first of multiple Gabby Gets Real episodes. But I'm excited to turn the tables and interview my good friend and partner. <laughs> I'm excited too. And of course, um, like you said, Mochi's going to start barking like as soon as it's my turn to talk. So, <laughs> but yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm excited. Okay. Oh, and let me preface this by saying in a couple of weeks, we're going to go back to Becky yeah. and talk a little bit about these ups and downs that she had talked about experiencing that both of us have been experiencing. Um, but um, Becky is very reflective and she learns a lot from everything that happens in her life. So I am excited to re-interview you again in a couple of weeks. Likewise. I think this, I mean, that's the fun part of having a podcast. There's never going to be, um, a, always going to be something for us to reflect on and, and interview each other. And, and I feel the same way about you. And, you know, I think there's something certainly in the last couple of weeks for both of us that we're not quite ready to talk about just because of that need for reflection in space. Um, but knowing that talking about those things is very helpful and very healing. And so, um, very excited, but super excited right now to jump in and we'll start, you know, lay the history on us, Gabby. So I'll let you take that however you, wherever you want to start, but, um, give us the high level overview of the <clears throat> history of one Miss Gabrielle Butcher. <laughs> so my dating history is kind of interesting because I had a boyfriend from when I was 13 years old until I was 22. So we were together for nine years um, since I was eighth grade until literally up until the month of graduation of college undergrad. So um, that obviously played a huge role in my life because that was in such a, an important moment of growth personally and um, 
you know, just going through so many changes biologically during that time. It really altered me. And I think in good ways, in a lot of bad ways, but it ended up bringing me here. So, you know, good comes from everything. So yeah, I was in that long term relationship for nine years. And then I've been single ever since. So we broke up when I was 22. And I am 29 now. And of course, I've dated many, many, many people, but I've never been in what I consider like a serious committed relationship over the last seven years. Um, I think I needed, and I still sometimes need like that time to be independent, be by myself, learn what it means to be myself without having that partner, um, without being committed to somebody or having to quote unquote answer to somebody because I did that for so long. So yeah, it's been a really interesting seven years of trying to really figure out who I am by myself and how that relationship impacted me in my dating life, but also in all the other aspects of my life. Well, and I think what's so interesting, Gabby, and and share as much or as little as you want in in relation to this, but a lot of people I know that were in long-term relationships in their early, like formative years, whether it was the same person or different, they often like that was a pattern that continued through adulthood. Mm. And I wonder if you have reflections on really why you made that shift to fi- to wanting to find out who you are on your own be- or maybe what like precipitated that, because I think that's hard. That's it in my own personal life, knowing people it's unusual. So what do you think kind of brought that on or, or, or kind of moved you in the direction of that? Well, first off, I didn't really have a choice because the universe, I really feel like the universe made sure that I had that alone time for so long. But um, I think, you know, during those nine years, again, like during very formative years of my life, um, I, my relationship was so unhealthy and I was dealing with so many things at a young age that people usually don't deal with until they are adults and that definitely took a toll on my self-esteem personally in my dating life like you know am I worthy to date if if somebody else going to want to date me um you know all of these things when we first broke up like I thought I was gonna die like I had never been alone ever Mm -hmm. like I was so dependent on this person emotionally that I had no idea who I was by myself. And I think it literally overnight, it just came to me that like, I really need to figure out who I am because he's not here anymore. Like whether I want him to be or not, he's just not going to be there for me anymore. And how can I be there for myself? How can I deal with things by myself, emotionally speaking, um, and start to shift my thinking out of, you know, at some point after the relationship, I realized how unhealthy things had been in that relationship. And I think a lot of people, when they get out of a long-term, an unhealthy long-term relationship, an emotionally or physically abusive relationship, they 
will sometimes fall back into that cycle because that's what they're comfortable in or that's what they're used to. Um, that's what they think love is. And I guess I was just able to kind of figure it out through, you know, the help of friends, through the help of talking to professionals that that wasn't right. Like that feeling that I thought was being so in love was just being controlled and somebody trying to possess me and like change my thoughts and my actions, not because they actually genuinely cared about me. It was what was serving them. And I think once I was able to identify that, I was really able to start shifting my dating mindset to figuring out how can I put myself in situations with people where I can have a healthy relationship, you know, a friend in that person, somebody who wants to help me grow and doesn't want to push me down, you know? So I think, you know, it's been really hard the last seven years I've dated some really not nice people. Um, I'm not saying I like completely fell out of that cycle, but I am way more self-aware now of what is healthy, what is unhealthy um, and what type of partner I really want moving forward. Well, I mean, those are some big observations and big things to be self-aware about. How long do you feel like it took you to come to that place? Um, I think it definitely took a couple of years after all was said and done in that relationship. Um, I had to just completely, I actually kind of have blacked out a little bit in that time period, I feel like, because I was so devastated. Like, I literally felt like my best friend, like, I went from being with this person every day for like nine years talking to this person every day to literally never talking to them again. And so it was like my best friend died, you know, like I was grieving. I actually was like grieving and I was mourning about that person, but also who I was when I was that, that person. So I really just had to completely create a new identity for myself because my identity, my identity was so tied to that relationship and, and to who he was. And for people, especially on the younger side, but I don't think this is just something that plagues younger women, people in relationships. What were some of the things that like looking back now, you would tell someone who's potentially in a similar, similar relationship, similar circumstance. What are some things you would tell them to look out for and be of and, and dig into before they make any serious commitments to the person they're with? Yeah, um, that's a, actually a hard question because I will tell you things that I would say, but for me, I, nobody could tell me anything. Sure. I, I had to, uh, until I figured out for myself nine years into the relationship that this was horrible, I shouldn't be treated this way, this person doesn't actually like love me or want me to be better or do better like my friends tried telling me, you know, I didn't tell my family, my family loved him. Like they didn't, I only let them see the things I wanted them to see. But, you know, certain adults who did see certain things going on, who were trying to help me, I just couldn't see it until I decided I came to this point all of a sudden where I, I realized it. But I do think that had I been exposed in middle school and high school to what healthy relationships are supposed to look like 
and um, red flags, as we call them, or, you know, how detrimental certain lifestyles can be to somebody. I definitely would might have thought about that sooner. It really is unfortunate that I went my whole entire high school career being emotionally abused and didn't know what emotional abuse was. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, to how, how that person talks to you, if that person tries to make you feel unworthy, tries to tell you that like nobody else would want you, like I'm the only one that would put up with you. Um, those were some of the main things. And I also think how that person treats other people. You know, I saw how he treated his friends. I saw how he talked to his parents, how he treated his brother. You know, it was all, it wasn't just me. He was abusive toward, you know, like he was abusive to everybody in his life. And I saw it when he was doing it to other people. But when he did it to me, I couldn't identify that as abuse. What was the thing that ultimately did it for you to say no more? Um... So this person did deal with a lot of mental health issues, um, again, undiagnosed throughout most of our relationship until we were both in college. Um, and the last two years of our relationship, he became very dependent on alcohol and other drugs, and he was just acting erratically. He was cheating on me all the time. Um, and I think once I really, that last year when he was just, everything else in his life was just spiraling out of control. And it was because of his actions. And um, I think I finally realized, like, I'm about to graduate college. I have these plans for myself, for my career. I can't have this person bring me down. I also was accepted into a grad school program that I worked really hard. I didn't end up going to it, but I worked really hard to get into it. And... He was so annoyed that I was getting into this graduate program and it would be full time again. I wouldn't have enough time for him. He didn't really care like how competitive the program was. He wasn't happy for me at all. Like that was a huge, I think that was one of the things that like really put the nail in the coffin there. Yeah. Oof. yeah. So what do you think have been um, moving on from that relationship, which really is, defining. And I know we, you know, just spent a, a lot of time on it, but it's something that really frames your experience now. Um, yeah. What have you learned about yourself since then? Since to actually scratch that. Well, I'm going to ask that question next, but what do you feel like you've most developed as your own human person apart from this mm -hmm. relationship? I love that. Um, Generally speaking, I'm proud that I really have created an identity completely separate from that person who was so controlled mentally back there. I do think that during that time, even though I was in a horrible situation, looking back, I was strong enough to like not let it completely overcome me. Um, I'm just so proud that I've turned into like this independent woman who is so career focused, you know, despite him wanting to belittle me all the time or him not being happy for my achievements because he wasn't achieving certain things that he wanted to. Um, now I look at a partner as an addition to my life, like a great addition to my life rather than my life. 
I, I never again want to just live my life completely for anybody else. And I think I, that these past seven years have allowed me to grow and develop in ways um, that now any man that I decide to commit to long-term or marry will be a great addition, a great partner, but will not be like my whole entire life. Which kind of does sound like the question I originally asked, like about what you've learned. Like, is there anything else you've learned about relationships since that relationship that you'd want to share? I think that I think I'm much more clear now as to what type of lifestyle I want in a relationship. You know, I think too independent. I I imagine myself being in a relationship where both of us are very independent and happy independently. And we can both kind of come together in a friendship and in a way that um, uplifts both of us. Uh, I really want a relationship that is uplifting and makes you happy and brings you joy and makes you want to be better, makes you want to work harder. Um, And I think that's like one of the greatest lessons I've learned in the whole dating, dating thing of how, how great that can be. I love that. And so with that in mind, um, tell us about your current dating situation. Gabby's Gabby's the world. I hope some people aren't listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) I have a select few of people. Get ready, guys. Um, (laughs) Um, So for the last... Uh, so I, as I've talked about many other times on, on this podcast, I was seeing a dating coach for a while, um, more than six months. And she really helped me become excited about dating again. Um, so I would say over the past like six, six months, especially, I've really been putting myself out there. Like I've really been open to meeting new people and using the apps and sticking to conversations, even if they get hard, putting time into it, because I, I do want, like, I'm not afraid to say, like, I am looking for a serious committed relationship with somebody I can call my best friend. And so I've just really been, I've been hitting those apps hard, man. Like I've been going on so many dates and, you know, I, I was telling my friend this this past weekend, every person I date, whether it's a, a couple dates, whether it's like a stint for a couple of months, which has happened over the last like year or so, I feel like I'm getting, I'm, I'm one step closer to that person. I'm becoming so good at really narrowing down the types of things I want from a relationship and the type of person I think could be most compatible with me. And every person I date gets me closer to that person. And so that's, what's keeping me excited about dating because I am enjoying each experience, even if it doesn't work out. And I do feel like I'm getting closer to finding that person. And you have alluded to how you want to feel, but let's dig into like, what are the qualities of the person you're looking for that are going to help you feel how you want to feel? For all the gents listening, (laughs) Gabby, I think um, there are a few things, you know, obviously there are very generic things that I think a lot of people are looking for out of a partner, but some of the more specific things that I'm looking for, I feel that I am a hype person to everybody in my life. It would be so nice to have somebody who is my hype person, you know, like who just 
thinks I'm the shit, like who cheers me on with everything, who wants to support everything I'm doing and talk to people about what I'm doing. Like that is definitely one of the things that is most important to me. Um, I also think too, I, again, I feel like in a lot of my relationships, family relationships specifically, I'm always the person to drop everything and go out of the way to help somebody or make somebody's life a little bit easier. And I think it would just be so nice to have somebody who wants to make my life easier, even if it's like the slightest gesture. Like, I think it would be so nice for somebody to like want to take care of me, quote unquote, for a change, because I feel like I'm constantly trying to take care of other people. So those are like two of the things that really stick out to me when you ask that question. And what have you felt like is the most rewarding dating experience recently? Is it like someone you've met on the apps or a really good in-person something you've done? Like, and obviously dating coaching sounds like a big piece of it. Um, any, I guess I'm asking this question for like inspiration for our, some of our listeners to, you know, if they're feeling stuck in a rut, what are some things that you can make fun? Yeah, that's a good question. So I have been, I think I talked about this too on a prior episode, but I kind of changed my dating radius on Hinge and other apps to be within, I think it's like 80 miles or something or a hundred miles, which still a lot of that is within the capital region, which is awesome, but it does go a little bit outside the capital region. So I have been dating people who are not within the circle of our immediate air, like Albany, Schenectady, Troy, because I feel like I was in that for a long time. And I was meeting a lot of people who I had mutual friends with, or I would connect with people that maybe a friend of mine had gone out on a date with, which is <laughs> and I'm open to that too. But I have been dating people who are from different parts of the country, really, and have completely different life experiences than me. Um, and also have lived in different places that I can go and explore that I've never been before. So I do think it's kind of fun to date somebody who's not from like your immediate area because you can explore each other's towns and cities and it makes just, it makes things fun and fresh and exciting. And you get to see what's important to that person about where they live. You know, it's kind of cool to see like, I'm coming here for the day. Take me to your like top three favorite spots. And it's kind of cool. You learn a lot from somebody when they do that. I love that. Well, and I feel like as we start to wind toward our typical 30 minute mark, I kind of want to end. That was like a very positive, hopeful, fun note. I want to end on a funny note. Okay, and maybe even plug every so often we put on um, a fun program with our friends at Palette called Bad Date Night. Gabby, what oh, yeah. is your worst date story? Oh, man. Well, let me preface this by saying that I actually feel like I haven't really gone on that many bad dates. Like, of course, there were people that I didn't connect with. But I feel like my first dates are they always go unusually well. I think it's because I feel like I ask really good questions. And I also love being interviewed. So Gabby, you you can talk to like a tree and have a good time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Except there was one date where he literally didn't ask me one question and I said maybe five words the whole entire time. But my worst date story would have to be when 
this guy who was pursuing me for months and months and months asked me out. We went out fine. The, the date was fine. It was good. Whatever. We went back to his house and we were just going to like watch a movie and hang out and drink some wine, which we did. He fell asleep within one minute. And then um, I ended up sleeping over because it was really late and it was kind of far drive. And I woke up in the morning and I think I like must have left a sweatshirt or something on his bathroom floor by accident. And he threw up all over my um, sweatshirt. And I didn't even, he told me the next day that he had been like drinking before I, cause I was like, we didn't really, we had like one or two drinks. Like we didn't drink a lot that he had been drinking before I came because he was so nervous. So that definitely probably was the worst date that I, that I went on. I actually did give him another chance after that, but it was pretty lame. He was just like drunk the whole entire time. And then he threw up on my stuff and we barely spent any time together. So Yikes. Major yikes. Major yikes. Yes. <laughs> and and he uh he's we're still friends though sometimes. You know, we see each other out here and there. But. That is so funny. I you would still be friends with that person. <laughs> yes. I, yes, I am friends with that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am not friends with most of my exes though. I, I tend to I think this is you know, I'm a cancer I'm a cancer. I was born in July. So cancers are known for just kind of like they're so kind and open, but then, like, once something happens, they cut you off. That's very much me in terms of exes. Like, once we're done, you're getting blocked on everything. Like, I'm never talking to you again. Not out of not out of anger or being oh mad. or It's just more so, like, I need to close that chapter before I begin a new one. I'm with you. I literally think I only I – only, I think I'm only friends with one of my exes. Um, and he worked real hard for that, too. <laughs> I'm sure you did <laughs> for a long time. It was like years later. Um, so funny. No, I think this, I mean, we dug into some things, but there's still so much more to go. So this is like this Gabby gets real and Becky gets real little kind of series within the podcast. We'll continue, but thank you, Gabby. Cause I, I know you've been thank through you, it Becky. With some deep things and you are awesome. Thank you, Becky. Yes. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you and with all of you um and I'm always here if anybody feels that they're going through a situation currently that is unhealthy or maybe you know they just started dating someone and they're seeing some questionable things or maybe they just got out of an unhealthy relationship I'd love to talk to any of you if you feel it comfortable reaching out and, you know, on that note, too, we have a lot of partners already that we've either done podcast episodes with or have connected with, um, you know, people who help survivors of assault or who can answer questions if you think that you're in a relationship that's abusive, but it's subtle and you don't know and you just need someone to talk to. Talk to Gabby. Talk to me. We've got other spaces and, and episodes um, you know, partners from other episodes that we can definitely connect you with. There's a lot of resources out there. Do not suffer in silence and, you know, stay in a, a space where you don't feel valued and loved and appreciated and overall safe being the, the biggest concern. So Gabby, totally. thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. And thank you guys so much. Can't wait until next week's episode either. We have so much good stuff coming up. Take a follow. We're at on Instagram, micropolitan underscore matchmakers. We have a website. We have an email list. We just 
have all the things. And if you're local to us, <laughs> we've got uh, meetups coming up, all sorts of fun things. And in the meantime, we will see you next week on Micropolitan Matchmakers. See Bye. ya. Bye. <laughs>